simulation, this is as real as it gets. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Alright, welcome to the UCW Radio Show. I'm your host, Lou Velasquez, and today we have a very special guest that will be on the show. Actually, I'm honored to have him on the show. He is, without a doubt, the envy of most photographers, as he has the unique opportunity to work with some of the most popular television shows on the air right, right now from Fox Broadcasting, uh, including the extremely popular 24 series. So you're going to want to hear what he has to say. Uh, but he has done work with Warner Brothers, NBC Universal, Lifetime Television, ABC, and the list goes on and on and on and on. I mean, the, his work speaks for itself. Uh, trust me, you'll find his story not only interesting, uh, but inspirational. And his name is Kelsey McNeil. And he's, honestly, he's one of the, the humblest people that I know. But before we bring Kelsey on the show, I need to go over a few things. Uh, I need to let you know that the UCW Magazine Online Edition will be available on March 1st, 2010 for download or just for online viewing. Uh, we will have articles, profiles, uh, pictures and other, um, I guess, other information, other things uh, that'll be in there. It's basically an extension of the UCW radio show, so I'm sure that you're going to find it very interesting. I also want to talk about the latest project to hit the scene, and that's called Weapon. It's a new reality series that's being casted as we speak. Uh, the cast, and actually, they, they one one person was casted already. Uh, that's Melissa Trainer, and she's uh, already uh, gearing up to be part of the show. But there are 13 other women that have to be casted, so it'll take some time. Uh, but the cast will consist of 14 women, and all will be competing in and actually learning about acting, modeling, filmmaking, martial arts, action, film fighting, stunt work, photography, etiquette, and believe it or not, casting and business management. So this is a reality series that is not about real housewives from uh, New Jersey or New York or Orange County. It's not about a bachelor or, or the rock of love or this love or bad girls need love or all that other stuff. Uh, it's not a, It's not even about guidos from the Jersey Shore. Oh, my God. Anyway, it's about real people who are being developed to be well-rounded entertainers, to actually uh, have a fighting chance in Hollywood, and they will with uh, Weapon, and they will become a staple member of Weapon. Now, before you ask, you know, uh, I'm sure a lot of the listeners are like, well, what's Weapon? What is this? Well, just to um, to tell you in short, it's more than a reality show. It's everything from a comic book series and an animation project to a film series to, to action figures. There are a lot of things involved here. It is a true franchise. So if you look at any franchise that's out there, it'll it's going to be the same uh, type of thing. So you're going to be able to see and have the opportunity to see the stars of Weapon before they're stars. So that's a unique thing. And for women who think that they have what it takes to be a part of this great project, just go to WeaponTheSeries.com. You can 
apply there, get more information, and uh, try to be a, a part of uh, a once in a, it's, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for for women between the ages of 18 and 40. And uh, again, you have the opportunity to uh, actually get involved. Now, on that note. We have to take a little break, uh, so let's hear the smooth sound of recording artist, UK recording artist, Tara London, and we'll be back with you in just a little bit. signed artists and having three number one albums 
one in 100 million. The odds of going on to win six Grammy Awards, one in 1.4 million. And the odds of this performer having a child diagnosed with autism, one in 150. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Autism Speaks, it's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. This is Phoebe Price, and you're listening to the UCW Radio Show, In Your Face. Okay, we're back, and uh, I was just alerted that we have the great photographer, Kelsey McNeil. He is actually waiting on the line. I don't want to get into in-depth with anything further. Uh, I don't want to have him waiting because I know he's uh, has a lot of things going on today, and he actually took the time out uh, for me, and this is something that we had to schedule out uh, for a little bit. But now he's here, so I don't want to have him wait any longer. Uh, without further ado, here is Kelsey McNeil. All right, we have Kelsey McNeil here with us. Kelsey, thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. Um, actually, it is our pleasure because uh, it's it's rare that we get a uh, someone of your stature. You know, you're you're a photographer, and, but you're not just any photographer. You're not like you're not like working in Sears taking family portraits or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but but you do high end stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's yeah. I do. It's definitely not Sears that I do. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you, you're actually, you know, you you work, um, you're working for uh, 24 right now, right? Yeah, um, Fox is one of my clients, and I I shoot the uh, a lot of the set photography on the show. I have to do some of the props um, photography too, some of the stuff that, some of the images that actually appear on screen, um, and, and some of the work that appears there. I I, I shoot some of that stuff for them as well, but. Um, uh, I shoot uh, a lot of the advertising and, and publicity images for that show 24. Um, so, 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 so the posters that we see and the, the stuff that we see around, all the advertisements, the, uh, mm-hmm. the the big billboards and stuff, that's your work. Yeah, a lot of it. Not um, less of the billboard stuff, more of the more of the print work that you see in magazines. Okay, so the magazines and the, the stuff that you may see in a. Um, in one of those uh, bus uh, shelters and stuff like that. Yeah. Like 24. <laughs> yeah. And all the stuff you see, like, in the, the, the trade magazines. And sometimes it's in Time magazine or in the newspaper, whenever they're, you know, promoting the show or talking about the show. Usually it's something that I've shot. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. It must be exciting, though. It is. You know, it, it, it is a lot of fun. Um, it's it's a great show to work on. Um, it's, it's really got a great crew. And... Uh, you know, it's you know the DP and just you know the way it's lit and the way it looks, it's just it's it's, uh, it's fabulous. And so it's been great for me um, getting a lot of exposure, you know, because I get a lot of print from that show. Um, and so yeah, it's been a, it's been a really good experience. Unfortunately, I think it's you know it's probably close to the end <laughs> um, of the series, but um, but uh, it's been a good run, and I you know I've been very very fortunate to be the one to to get to have that experience and to get to, to do that job. Yeah, that that right there is like, wow, you know, yeah. to, to, just to be around a project like that, you know, because, I mean, this is, uh, I forget, I don't know how many seasons uh, 24 has been uh, you know, running for, you know, uh, it, it seems like we're in our eighth season now. Eighth season. So yeah. how long have you been with the show? I've been on the show for the last the three or four seasons. 
I don't remember exactly, but you know, I was there. We went when we went to D.C. I went to D.C. with them. Um, we've been to South Africa. I went there with them for three weeks. Oh, wow. um, shot the prequel. Um, it's a long trip, by the way, to South Africa. It's a long trip. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, well, actually, coming <laughs> I was from single. yeah, because you were coming from California, so to go over there, yeah, yeah. I, I've been to Africa myself, so it's <laughs> it's a long trip. Yeah, it was it was quite a it was quite a way. But you know what a what a wonderful place. I mean, I would I would love to go back there. I would make that journey again, as painful as it was, because you know South Africa was just you know the people and and beauty, the the, the sunlight there. The sun was different because you're so low, you know, so far from the equator and and uh, and south of the equator um, makes a difference too. And it was just it was beautiful. You know, and the smile on the kids, like you think South Africa or Africa and you think, you know, you know, you know all the pictures that, that, <clears throat> that are most prolific from there. And, um, it's stuff that you see in National Geographic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, when you get there, the, you get there and, and there is that element, but the thing that really stuck with me was, was how authentically happy and proud the people there are. And just the smiles, the smiles on the kids' faces was just so, it was so warming. Something really special about that place. It left you really with a, a warm feeling inside. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. I guess, you know, the thing is, I guess when you see people that are genuinely happy with their lives, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's, maybe it's a rarity, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it an, an anomaly, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's... Yeah, and, and you know maybe they just don't know what they're missing. I mean that yeah. could be a, that could be a huge part of it. I mean, maybe we maybe we know a little bit too much of what we don't have. Yeah, I think that you know a lot of people uh, you have the access in, in the United States anyway. You have access even in Europe. You have access, and people take for granted what they have. Yeah, you know, so maybe a simple life you know gives you a different vision. Just like a child, they don't know any better. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because every time I come back from from Europe, that's one of my first thoughts is what is all this stuff? <laughs> like I can't believe I have all this stuff. Yeah, you know all the stuff that I've accumulated over the years, and I and I I <clears throat> I definitely am not a pack rat. I'm one of those people who you know I'll go through my stuff periodically, and and you know if I haven't used it in a while or if it's just if it's old memories or something that I'm not, a, you know, or I try to detach myself from stuff and get rid of things just because I don't like to store a bunch of things. I like to have open space because open space to me uh, is possibility. Like instead of having something from 15 years that doesn't really mean anything to me on my desktop, I can have an open space and something new can come there. Right, right. You know, um, so I try to I try to keep my life clutter free. But I still feel like I have a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, Definitely. you know, the thing is, you do, and we—I think we all do—and we have this. Uh, again, a lot, I think we all take it for granted until we see something different. You know, as I told you, I've been to Africa, so I've seen you know the uh, the ghetto over there, and it makes you appreciate what you have here. Right. You know, not that I want to go back to where I went, but. You know. <laughs> But you know, it makes you appreciate it. Now, now, Kelsey, let me ask you something. Um, with photography, because I, I'm not a photographer. I do take pictures of my my uh, my cell phone. That's about it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but you've been doing this for, for for a little while. Yeah. You know, you you would when you uh, what was it, your father introduced you to photography, right? Yeah. Funny enough, um, 
you know, photography's been in my life for for as far back as I can remember. Uh, but it was always, it was always, you know, it was always something that was fun and that I enjoyed doing. And, you know, I did it with, I did it with my father. You know, I'm the youngest of six kids, and so all my brothers and sisters went through a phase of, of, of being a photographer. Um, you know, just taking classes in high school, as it were, in college. And I, and I remember being around them, shooting a lot of stuff, and you know, watching them shoot, helping them shoot things. You know, carry, I mean, helping them as far as carrying equipment or being a subject. Um, you know, I, I used to spend the summers down here in L.A. before I lived here with my grandfather. And, um, and I remember at that point, even one of my aunts was going through a phase of photography, and I used to do a lot of stuff with her. <clears throat> um, it wasn't until, <laughs> it wasn't until, um, it wasn't until, you know, I, I was, I was, <clears throat> there was a point in my life when I was, I was, had another career, and I wanted to move away from that into something else. And I didn't know what that was. And I spent, I spent months just kind of, you know, traveling the world and walking around, um, you know, just traveling the world by foot quite a bit. Okay. Um, <clears throat> just getting street side and just walking around and seeing what there was to do and people watching. And all the time I would have a camera with me, you know. So here I am walking around, you know, with this camera in my hand thinking, you know, what is, what is, what do I want to do with my life? You know, click, click, click. What are my passions? Click, click, click. You know, I'm like taking pictures and I'm asking myself these questions. <laughs> and and honestly, and embarrassingly enough, that went on for probably a few months before I actually realized what I was doing. You know, I was out spending my days doing something that I was passionate about, photography, and something that I enjoyed doing. You know, for months before I realized that I could, I I had um I had talent at it and that I could actually turn it into um, a profession. Right. Well, you 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 were walking around with your eyes wide shut. That's that's basically what it was. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then and then also what was also um, very comforting was <clears throat> was soon after I had made that decision that I was going to pursue photography, or I realized that um, my father tragically passed away. Sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, it was it was tragic, but you know, as far as as death. Go. I think it was a beautiful death, and um, I'm fortunate that it happened the way that it happened. But one of the things that transpired after his death is, you know, you um, we were, we were going through a lot of my father's um, belongings and possessions, and, and found this old this this old slide reel. You remember slide projectors? Yeah. Oh yeah. You remember the tray that like donut shaped tray with all the little slots that slides would go in? Yeah. You know we're aging ourselves, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask if you remember. Kind of yeah, remember. Oh, I remember. I remember having that in school and everything. Having that in your house and spinning it yeah, around. And, those, and you would project this on any white wall in your house. Yeah. Right. So, and, and it was that, that, so, that noise. It was... Yeah. And the fan going... Yeah. Uh, so we, we came across a bunch of boxes of these um, these slides. <clears throat> and they're real. And we were, we were projecting them on a wall in the house afterwards. Right. And... <clears throat> And uh, first of all, just, you know, these pictures were from my father that my father had probably shot 50 years prior to we were watching him. And it was, you know, he was in, in the war. Uh, he was in the Army, you know, he was a medic in the Army. Oh, wow. And uh, <clears throat> so it was a lot, of, a lot of stuff from the war. And it was, I mean, the, the photos were 
the colors, the, the way that they, they popped, everything was, they were amazing. It was beautiful. Um, and I was, I was, we were going through these images and I just felt something so warm and comfortable about them. And then I started to realize is that my, my father and I share the same eye. It's like a lot of the stuff that he was shooting was just like stuff that I shoot. Right. And I didn't, I hadn't even realized that. And, uh, I mean, and man, that was a, that was a great realization. That was a great realization. My father was, he was an awesome man. And unfortunately, when you know, he was alive, I didn't feel as connected to him as, as I would have liked to, but I definitely feel more connected to him now than, than ever. Well, I think sometimes, you know, what we go through our day, our lives, we kind of forget or we, we don't, we don't allow ourselves to see what's around us. Right. You know, and uh, fortunately for you, at least you found that connection. So, yeah. you know, your father is actually, you know, he's, he's still present in your life right now more than ever. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, look at your, you're pursuing your career, your, your yeah. passion, you know. It's not a lot of people have the opportunity to do something they love to do and earn a living doing it. That's true. Yeah. So tragically true. Uh, I feel very fortunate that you know I can I can not only just support my family and myself um, with something that I'm passionate about, you know, but but that I can do something that I'm passionate about, you know, <laughs> to support my family. I mean, it it goes both ways for me. It's just, it's, it's um, I, I just wouldn't know how to live any other way. Well, I mean, again, at least you're fortunate that you that you came to the realization and everything just clicked for you. You know, sometimes yeah. things just happen at that moment. Like, wow, the realization comes, okay, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. And all the other stuff was just uh, just just getting by. Mm-hmm. You know, so now you're in a you're in a uh, in a good position. That's great. Now, talking about family, you know, I know that you have. You have uh, two and a half kids now. <laughs> right, two and a half. Well, a bun in the oven. A bun in the <laughs> oven, I know. And I actually, you know, I was telling uh, I was telling your wife, I said, you know, every time that she gets pregnant, something good happens. You know, it's... <laughs> and and this, just so you know, and I don't know if she told you this, yeah, but you bring it up to her, before she got pregnant, I told her that. I said, every time you get pregnant, something good happens. <laughs> she's like, she's like Lou, you know this and that. I said, ah, I'm just, I'm just seeing what's in front of me. And uh, what was it? Uh, about a month later, she said, "Guess what?" <laughs> right. You know what? That's that's really funny that you say that because because uh, I've have had some of those same experiences. In fact, I think 24 came into came around right after my son was born. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that that 24 was was really what. Um, Take me to the next step uh, as a photographer. I I have no doubt about that. You know, on that show, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Um, to to be a part of that show, you have to. And this is what I have to stress to to, the people that are listening to the show right now: that you have to be extremely good at what you do. Well, you know, and I I know that I know that you are going to be very humble. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying that you you you're good at what you do. That's all. That's yeah. All, that's all I'm saying. Uh, I I guess I I guess I have, I guess I do have certain skills or talents. Doing it. I you know I always feel like there's 
I always feel like, you know, if I were to put myself on on a line chart and of the stuff I've learned behind me and the stuff there is to learn in front of me, that you know, I'm much further to to the left. Right. I mean, of course. I mean, there's there's so many things to learn, and, and you know, I, I think I'm always looking forward, so I don't necessarily appreciate you know what I what I have learned and where I am. But um, but you know something, your your how you deal with it is probably the best way because I feel that when you when you're good at something and you acknowledge this, uh, you you tend to generate an ego, right? And, and that kind of blocks you from actually fulfilling. What, what your true destiny is, right, and to getting where you need to be. So actually, you're handling it the right way. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's part of my fear is, is, is uh, and thinking that I'm good too. That I would, that you know, you become stagnant, that you stop growing. Yeah. And man, without that growth, I don't know, I don't know what you're doing then. <laughs> then you hit that yeah. brick, that ceiling, and where are you gonna yeah. go? Right. Yeah. You, you don't need to do that. You know, again, you let other people. Say how good you are. I'm just saying that you're good, and we'll just leave it at that. And that, and then we move forward. <laughs> I'll accept that as much as I, I possibly can. There, there you go. There you go. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem, Kelsey. Let, let me ask you a question. You know, when you being a photographer, obviously, you know, beyond 24, you've actually been a part of uh, various events. You know, concerts, this and that. You know, can you tell us a few of the uh, the shoots that you've done? Uh, you mean related to 24 or? Oh, uh, no, beyond 24. It's just stuff that you've done, you know, because obviously being a photographer, you get, uh, you get your little photographer pass and you can go to the back of, uh, concerts and. Uh, oh, right. You know, I, I don't, I haven't done too many concerts. Um, a lot of my stuff has been, has been around TV. Um, <clears throat> but you know, some of the, some of the other fun shows that I really get to, that I really enjoy shooting too, um, have been shows, you know, another Fox show, So You Think You Can Dance, which has been a lot of fun. And I know that a lot of people look at how, you know, apparently kind of cheesy that show is, you know, a reality show and, um, you know, it's a bunch of kids dancing. But, but you know, you really, it's a, it's a lot of fun because what happens is, is that we go around the country. Um, I don't get to go to all the cities, but I do go to some of them and, and select the kids. And, you know, thousands of, of kids will come out for it. Um, <clears throat> for the shows. And so, you know, you, you, we will cover them, you know, in the audience and then they're auditioning and everything. And while this is happening, you kind of get to know some of them. And over the years of, of doing that show, I've kind of learned to be able to, to pick out the talent, you know, and the dancers and see and kind of tell who's going to progress further and who's not. Um, and so that's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun doing that journey. Um, also, you know, working with the dancers, um, you know, dancers, athletes, and dancers are, are a lot of fun to work with, um, to shoot. I find, you know, a lot of the energy. I love the energy, and I love the, I love the, when people are passionate about what they do, like athletes are, and dancers, you know, or performers, it, it, it brings out a whole other element in the photo, and it, it, it makes a, it makes a shoot a lot of fun and very interesting. Um, but also, you know, I will cover the shows for them when they're here in, in town and in production. And they have a lot of live guests on the show. So that's been a lot of fun shooting um, various people. You know, Fergie's been on the show. And, and, uh, and you know, well, I can't even think of a lot of the names of the people that have been on it. But there's been a lot of a lot of talent on these shows. And that's been a lot of fun covering them, too. Um, 
and as well as working on um, Dancing with the Stars is another dance show that I've covered and, and working with those professional dancers and that's been that's been a great experience as well. But th those are the perks when you when you work with the uh, the different shows, you know. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned something earlier about the energy. You know, it must be amazing being in an environment where you have not 10, 20 people. You have thousands, right? That that are auditioning to be on a particular show, and you and you're just there, like wow. You have to yeah. be wow, because I I would be wow. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, these people come out and they're in line and they. They, you know, they sometimes they camp out overnight to be to wait in line to get it. You know, their to get. I mean, literally, it's like they get like a minute and a half in front of the judges to, to do their thing in the show, rather than that they're going to go on to the next step. Um, so yeah, the energy of that is great, and then also just in the production of these shows, both shows have have uh, the performance nights are live. You know, they're broadcasted live, and so just being on a show. Um, I mean, it just it just perks the energy up. You know? Really? Oh, so when when they're when when that's on TV, that's actually live. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Oh. Oh, that yeah. that no no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So it's you know it just it makes it that much more fabulous. Uh, yeah. Well, it brings up the energy and the, the performance and you know backstage and the when the when the people are getting ready and you can feel it. You can just feel the buzz in the air. And when they're rehearsing, you see them there. Everybody's concentrating and going over their steps. And yeah, it's pretty cool. I think that's amazing. You know, I mean, Fox, they have a whole slew of reality shows. You know, I mean, way back when, uh, when the network was, was young, you know, they really didn't have much. And they built up, you know, mm -hmm. Simpsons and Married with Children and, and all the other projects they've done. You know, they have become a serious powerhouse. People used to make fun of the network, you know, like a CBS or ABC or NBC. They used to make fun of Fox. Right. You know, but uh, who's laughing now? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, right. They have a, a lot of hit shows and everything. You know, have you ever worked on uh, American Idol for a chance? You know, I did. Um, I did back actually when I was still assisting photographers. I used to assist um, a photographer named Ray Mixhaw, who at the time was shooting that show. And, um, yeah, so we did we did some touring about it. We went around the country and um, shot some of those contestants. Yeah, and that was a good time. Yeah, no, that, that's, I can I can just imagine that energy because we're talking about energy. That energy there because you're talking about a stadium filled with people. Like my God, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> you know that that's that's incredible stuff. Now now Kelsey, uh, can you can you give us uh, an idea? Uh, you know, maybe it's going to be an unfair question to you. But I have to ask you, you know, what would you consider one of your greatest moments to date in photography? I knew I was going to stump you. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of my greatest moments to date in photography. Man, there's been so many great moments. Well, I, I know you've done you've done uh, some shoots, everything from from uh, you know sand dunes to these massive car pileups in LA and stuff. Yeah. You've done a lot of stuff that's just, um, you know, like those those moments in history. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, let's 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 uh, let's uh, take a walk and we'll talk about a few of them and see. So there's been okay. there's been um, one of the things that really stands out was an opportunity to shoot in South Africa 
Um, that was that was another 24 event. That was a prequel for 24, um, and uh, that was great. I mean, we used a lot of local cast down there, which was which was surprisingly good. I mean, like seriously, world class talent in South Africa. Um, one of the things that really sticks out most to me in South Africa are, you know, of course, the smile of the kids. Uh, it was beautiful. I mean, I could still feel the green, you know, the big white teeth from them. Um, and, and, you know, the, just the look of it there. The, the sunlight was beautiful. It was like a, it was just, it was a warmth. It was like syrupy. It was, it was, it was beautiful. It was, you know, my hotel room, I could see the sun rise and I could see the sun set. You know, over the water, cause we're right, right there on the on the bay, or or whatever it is, right there on the water. Um, that was beautiful. There was um shooting in a nuclear submarine, which was very interesting. That was a challenge. It was that was mostly interesting to see um the conditions under which the 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 under which the people live and work. Right. I mean, talking about confined. Even in their, even in their, first of all, some of their bunks where we were in a torpedo room, and some of the people, some of the bunks are literally right next to the torpedoes. It's like, you know, the torpedo is the wall on the back side of their bunk. So they're actually touching the torpedo. The bunks are like, I don't know, I, don't, I can't tell you the exact dimensions, but they are, they are, you know, maybe two or three feet wide as a base. And you have, you don't even have room to turn over. Like you can't turn onto your side and sleep. You can't, you can't roll from your back to your front because there's not enough room up and down, you know, from the top and bottom of your bunk to be able to do that. Well, I guess so that's how these, uh, yeah. I guess anyone right? heavy is not going on that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so just, just to see how confined these spaces are, you know, it was, it was like when we, when we realized that we were going to shoot in a nuclear submarine, like first it was like, awesome, like we're going to go see the inside of a nuclear submarine and all this stuff. And then you're in there and like 15 minutes later, you're like, oh, get me out of here. You know? You're like claustrophobic. Like, <laughs> you, you get claustrophobic. And plus, you know, plus we're down there with, you know, a hundred crew members and, and equipment and everybody's trying to walk around and be quiet on the metal floors while we're rolling and, and you know none of us are are sailors, so we don't really know how to behave down there and aren't used to it. So, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, so it was it was it was quite difficult, but that was hard. Um, yeah, the massive car pileup we were working on it was on a pilot, as a matter of fact, and had staged this um, huge, probably thirty car, um, you know, accident. On a freeway, we shut down a freeway one night here in LA. I think it was a 710 or something like that. Shut down the whole freeway. Better than the 101. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, we would have had a real car pile up. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. I mean, there's usually one there anyway, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but that was that was amazing to shoot that. Um, you know, there's there's a project that I'm working on where I went to uh, I went uh, last year. I went to Texas and um, and I shot. Uh, a bunch of cowboys. There's a, a there's a there's an organization down there in Texas that they still do these trail rides, like the historical trail rides that um, that people took the actual trails and the path that people took when they were settling, you know, the land. And so they they will they will still follow these paths um, every year. And so I went out there and and did that, and it was that was a great experience. Um, 
mean, a lot of a lot of really old time cowboys. Some guys who uh, who, had, who were even who were even um, God, I want to say that some were even kids when they did that, but I don't know if that could even be possible because that was so long ago. Um, but that uh, you know, I mean, it was it was there were stories that were just passed down from from generation to generation. Um, that were still extremely accurate, <laughs> unlike a lot of other stories you, that we have here. Um, <clears throat> but that was a lot of fun too. Uh, you know, shooting my kids and my my wife and kids. Is, I, have, I have so many pictures of them, and that's always. I, I can imagine that you have. Some <laughs> that's always such a joy. I get quite a kick out of the, out of the, these characters here, my family. That's your life. Uh, and then, that, that right there is your life, so it's easier for you to keep flicking, and you probably have like a hundred gigs of pictures of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's actually more like two hundred gigs. Oh yeah! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, because it's easy, it's easy for you to do that. At least you know, you know, because uh, you're always looking for that something else. You know, kind of like Fred Flintstone when he was taking a taking pictures of his daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, he just <laughs> he just kept taking pictures and pictures because he got that camera. You know, mm-hmm. whether you're a photographer or not, you know, when it comes to, to your family, if you I guess if you love to to even take pictures, you know, you're gonna take a whole bunch. And you being a photographer, oof, yeah, every minute of the day, turn around, click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but, but he, yeah, yeah, go ahead. There, there's been there's been quite a few. You know, I've even had a chance to shoot. Um, the second lady, um, she came to set on 24, believe it or not, and that was interesting. Just being, just uh, being being part of her entourage. It's like the Secret Service checked had checked everybody out on the crew before she yeah. even came, um, and I was allowed to be um, to be within her entourage, like within the inner circle of the Secret Service. And to kind of travel around like that, and that was like these guys don't play. Oh no! no. <laughs> you know, you could, you could, uh, you could, you could. There was, there was, there was a. There, you could physically sense the security that you had being around these guys. Um. And, and even though they would smile at you, and they were they were very polite and very kind, but you could just you could see that in their eyes if they were going to do whatever it took, you know. To fulfill their the requirements of their position, you think so? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and you just you just I mean there was something very special about that. That was really cool experience to to, to be a part of that. I mean she <laughs> there was one part when we have two stages on twenty four, and at one point we were going just from one stage to the next, and it wasn't you know they're they're big buildings and it was um it was you know maybe a half a block away, but. It was the way that it was the way that they ushered her outside into her car, and and then the way that it all drove off, and it was like the way that it happened it was very rapid, and it was it was very orchestrated. Like you could you could tell the positioning of all the Secret Service and the men um, were in places were were in strategic points to protect her to get her into her car rapidly, and to be in the right place in case any event did happen. Um, like and then ish What's that? It's twenty-four-ish. Yeah, it was very twenty-four-ish. It was very twenty-four-ish, but it was it was really cool to see it all up close and to see the presidential vehicles, just how fortified they are and everything. It was that was pretty cool. Well, the, see those experiences that you that you've gotten throughout uh, your career to date. 
you know, these are things that stick with you and will stick with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, and this is stuff you pass down to your kids. Right. When they get old enough to retain it, you know, but, uh, and, you know, these are just those things, and I think it's very interesting. You know, but, you, Kelsey, you've, you, you've been involved in photography pretty much your whole life. You know, you've done some great things, some amazing things. And the one thing that I always say about, and again, I'm just going to use the word, you know, I know you don't want to think this, but when you take a great photographer and, you know, sometimes there's a natural progression because you have that eye, you have that something different that, that other people can't see. Like you can go and actually look at a, uh, look at a person, okay, and you've taken a shot. You can picture everything and what needs to get done and you can kind of, lock down the talent or they'll bring the, the, the right stuff out of a person and actually get the right person for for the gig. So, you know, for, for me, it's always a natural progression when a great photographer steps up to, to going into motion pictures. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, you know, because you, you have that, that eye and, and, and a director has that eye. Right. Yeah, I, I am so excited about this, the opportunity to direct Pure, um, which is a, a project uh, that, we're, that we're in pre-production on right now. Well, um, what's, what's Pure about? Let, let's, uh, let's explore that for a little bit. Well, okay. Pure, Pure is a project. Um, it's, it's, you know, we're, we're being produced in, in association with Cassandra Films and Deal News. And what it's going to be, it's going to be a wicked action film. Um, you know, the action part really, really is the brainchild of my wife who, you know, has spent many years working as an actress and, and uh, doing stunts. I mean, believe it or not, this, this girl, she's, it does, she's quite the stunt woman. Yeah, <laughs> it does, doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt that she has 24, 21 gold medals to her name. So. Right, yeah. So she's, <laughs> I know, right? So she's, um, so, you know, she, she, she knows, she knows that in and out. And she's, you know, she's more, what's really amazing about her is that she's more than just a stunt woman or a performer. She, she truly understands what it is that makes it interesting and what makes it realistic. Um, um, you know, I'm sure that when we get when we get to shooting a lot of the stunt scenes that she's going to be on set, I'm probably going to defer to her. I mean, quite honestly, I'll let her let her really champion that part of it because I don't think that I I would, you know, with with all the experience that she has and all the knowledge that she has, um, you know, she's definitely got quite a few legs up. <laughs> no no pun no no pun intended because I like going <laughs> way up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, she's known for her kicks too. So, uh, but but. Uh, you know, it, it's, there's no doubt that that is going to be uh, a very spectacular part of the film. Uh, one of the one of the main purposes, however, of the film is to bring awareness to you know the child trafficking and child slavery that's happening across the world. Um, we want we want to really we want to really bring you know awareness to this issue. I mean, this tragic issue in you know. In, in a, in a, in, in, we want to, we want to bring it out to the public, to the, to the large mass of the public. We so they bring can really it see. To the mainstream the, so that they can yeah. see what's going on because, you know, child trafficking 
You know, a lot. I mean, that's like taboo. No one wants to talk about it. Mm-mm. You know, but it happens. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to believe that it's still happening. Yeah, it, but it, it does every day, whether it be from South America or whether it be from from uh, Russia, Czechoslovakia, somewhere yeah. in Europe, somewhere well, in Africa. Right here in the U.S. in our own, you know, own backyard. I mean, <clears throat> if it's not happening here yet, it's going to start happening here. Well, I mean, you know. look at all the kidnappings. I mean, yeah, what do exactly. they, what do they do? You know, how often do you hear about uh, a young girl, blonde, blue eyes, disappearing in this country? Right. Where does she yeah. go? Where, All the time. Yeah. But you yeah. have started with the milk cartons, remember? Yeah. Yep. yep. I might be dating myself again, but, you know, I remember back in the day when they, there was no shortage of kids to put on milk cartons. Yep. And that was on and the that, milk. And that, that campaign went on for years, remember? Yeah. And then that, until they started using... Uh, different containers and then they kind of like stopped it i remember those containers because yeah but you know it was kind of sad because you see them it's like wow you know at least it's going it's, it's out there but now they have the amber alerts and everything which is fantastic mm-hmm. which is a huge which has been a huge help i think i think the amber alert's probably been one of the more successful things because it's just what you're doing then is you're is you're getting the, the public to help you know, you're, you're broadcasting the information of the vehicle that you're looking for and what the kid looks like. And if this kid is on any phone, on any road, and I, I guess the Amber Alert works with the advent of the cell phone now, too. Yeah. You know, everybody's got a cell phone. And you can, if you see this vehicle, you can pick up your cell phone and, and dial 911. Yeah, and they have, uh, I think, because they're, they're across all social networks, they're digital, you know, um, and they, they, they actually do a, a tremendous job. Right, and you know, I think that's that's fantastic that they have that. But again, you know, it's great to have something when someone gets lost. What about preventing it in the first place? Right, exactly. And that's what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, so that's about. what we kind of that's what we kind of want to do is bring awareness to, you know, to to the world impact that this is having. You know, help some of these kids. And so part of it is to bring awareness to it. The other part is to actually save the kids. You know, the, the proceeds of the film will go to saving these kids. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's a few, there's a few, uh, there's a few trains of thought to think about this, but what we're, but what we're going to do is we can actually, with, with the money that we make, and it, it doesn't cost much, we can actually go to the, the child smugglers and buy the kids back from them. And you can buy these kids back for, you know, twenty, thirty, forty dollars. I mean, that's that's I mean, ridiculously, that's what these child's lives are valued at for uh, for the smugglers. You know. At, at max forty bucks you can buy a kid back out of slavery. Um You know what's funny, Kelsey? You know, just just before I lose that the thought that I just had, you know, I was watching T V the other day, you know, I have sometimes I have time to do it, and I was watching Law and Order Special Victims Unit. And they had this episode, they had these guys that were pedophiles. They would go to other countries, get these little kids, bring them back. Mm. You know, that, that's still in that realm of trafficking. Right. You know, so right. I think that, I mean, I think what you're doing is, is noble and, and it's fantastic, you know. Uh, but, I mean, if you, I mean, buying the kids back, is great, but then what do you do with them? Well, you you buy them back, and then and they go. There's actually organizations um, that we already have connection with, and that are already in place, um, like orphanages that will take the kids back and will give them um, a healthy upbringing. Or or if the kid 
see, and here's part of the problem. If the kid has been kidnapped, we can return the kid back to their home. Um, where they can where they can be reintegrated and you know of course probably have to go through some therapy and some counseling but can um, you know can live you know a relatively normal life back with their family now in some instances uh, the kids have actually been sold by their family um, and and you know in those it's kind of more on a case by case basis it's probably the kids probably not going to go back to the family will live in an orphanage. Um, but you know, there, there's, <clears throat> there's, there, there are definitely safe. We have definitely safe places that, for the kids to return to. Um, so that's you know that's not too much of a problem. But that's also a place where a lot of the donations will go because they don't you know if, if anybody knows it's not not necessarily expensive, but it's not it's not cheap to raise kids. No, no, of course, you know, but you have so many people, you know, just in this country, you have so many people, you know, whether, and again, the uh, the sexual orientation doesn't matter, but, you know, you do have gay couples that are looking to adopt. You have straight mm-hmm. couples that are looking to adopt. You have single people that are looking to adopt, you know, because right. you have, you have some, some couples that cannot have kids that are looking to adopt. Right. You know, you have Madonna, she's looking to adopt. So you, you have no shortage of, of, of people. That right. uh, that are looking to adopt children, you know, and uh, I think that what you again what you're doing is noble, and I think yeah, that I think. grabbing all these kids and, and 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 doing doing that and buying them back, you know, it's a great undertaking. But you know, we as a society, what choice do we have? Right. You know, and one thing I did want to touch on too about you know because there's there's different trains of thoughts about buying them back because it almost sounds like we're in a, in a you know, a little bit enabling the the kidnappers, right. <clears throat> and and you know, I will agree with that. I'll say yes that we are in that. But um, I, you know, personally, I don't see any other way to effectively immediately save these kids um, without. I think the only way, other way to to do it would be to go, you know, through through the political channel. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in a lot of these countries where this is happening. Corruption. The politics are corrupt. Corruption. The law enforcement corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're the ones that are actually, you know, kidnapping these kids. They're the ones that are actually committing the crimes against these kids, the sexual crimes against these kids. So we don't have any, we don't have any help <laughs> from them. So I, I, I kind of feel like this is one of the only ways, you know, um, that we can save these kids, and it's especially now. I'm sure there are things that are happening politically. I'm, I'm personally, I am not involved in that. Um, but I'm sure there are all things happening politically, but I think that, I, you know, unfortunately, I think that, that that's a long road to travel. I mean, if you look at politics, I don't care what country you're in, you know, whether you be in Africa, whether you be in Europe, you know, politics is just that. You have a lot of bureaucratic yeah. stuff that happens. It takes a long time for things to get passed. You know, the only time that really things get passed really quickly uh, and again, you have a lot of corruption is when you're dealing in a communist uh, society like China, you know, but then again, you know, they're flawed uh, across the board, you know, right. so by the time you wait for for uh, political action to take place, you know, you may have another, you know, two, three, four, maybe 10,000 kids that suffer. Exactly, exactly. 
your, your choices, you know, I mean, again, what you, what you guys are doing. And what's the organization that you're, you're aligned with? Um, let me look that up so I get the name right for you. Yeah. You mean what, you mean where the kids are, where this one of the safe havens for the kids? Well, not, not the safe havens, but you have, uh, I know there's an organization that, uh, that is involved in, uh, in this, you know, as far as preventing or stopping child trafficking. Yeah, there's there's one that's called um, Hands Hands to a Hurting World, um, and it's one of Lana Vasquez's ministries, and, and that's a, uh, you know, she she's actually she's actually been um, a great source of information, and she's one of our contacts that helps us find the kids, and she's actually one of the people who will go and that we give the money to and she will go and actually purchase the kids back and rescue the kids and she has she has orphanages where she takes them in safe places where she can care for the kids. It's amazing. Actually, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing yeah. that in this world of ours that this is actually happening. And it's not you know, I, I think that us, you know, as, you know, being American citizens or even in, in Europe being the you know people that are you know European citizens that you take for granted what you have, and we talked about that earlier because you take for granted that you have safety, right? You know, right. but you know when your kid goes out, I mean it's a horrible thought, that, you know, that your kid goes out. You're like, is my kid coming back? Could you imagine that? Uh, no, no, I, I actually don't want to imagine that. Because yeah, that, that, that's a horrible thought. You know, that that's why with kids, for me personally, I'm very overprotective when it comes to kids. Yeah. You know, I become like I, be, I become like the uh like the secret service. I'm like doo 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 because <laughs> yeah, you, right. you right. never know what what can happen. You never know. Yeah. You know, you, you never want your kids to to actually have that fear in their heart that uh there's something gonna happen to them. But, you know, you just need to, to protect them as much as you can. Mhm. You know, so maybe you know, what you're doing Hopefully, will will help to uh, to to subside this child trafficking. But at least while all this stuff is happening, whatever political agendas are occurring, at least you're actually saving the kids. Yeah, we're we're doing what we can. You know, I mean, and if you save one life, I think that you know you've done you've done great work. So you know, there's there's a lot of lives we we want to save. You know, all of them. Well, you know what? You got, you got, you got my vote. You know, so uh, you know anything that that we can do to to help with that whole uh, journey. You know, we're, we're in. Yeah. Um, so well, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna put out an awesome film. You know, bring some awareness to it. Um, you know, we get everybody to go and see it, and you know, they'll they can they can go and and watch it and be entertained and 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 uh, you know. See some mind blowing action and uh you know, and also know that 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 their entertainment, what they what the, the cost of their entertainment is actually helping to save some lives. Yeah. Well if you said, you know, for twenty, thirty, forty bucks you can buy back one of these kids, so two people going to the theater to go watch the movie, you're buying back a kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah, so we're we're gonna you know, you're gonna do you're gonna do your work in making the film, and we're gonna help you do whatever we need to do on our end to Appreciate generate that, that that revenue through that film to make things happen. Because again, I think what you're doing is great. What you and your wife are doing uh, is fantastic, and I, I know you know she's told me about that in the past, but we really didn't get in depth with it. You know, because she.
because she knows I'm all about the kids. So uh, I'm glad that on you know on, on this show that we're able to talk about it, so other people can actually hear this, and maybe this will impact them. Now, right. is there a website for Pure? Did you guys develop that yet? Um, I think it's still being developed at the moment. Um, and I, I don't, I don't have a, I don't even know what the, the URL would be at this moment. Okay, but don't, don't worry about it because when it does come out, we'll wind up putting it on the, uh, the UCW, uh, radio website and that way people no, can, uh, can see what's going on. And then we'll also include it in the, uh, the UCW magazine and put it out there to let people know. Uh, now Kelsey, I know you have, uh, a long schedule today. You know, uh, I don't want to keep you too long, uh, but this this show, this you you coming on the show has been amazing. Uh, I got a greater insight, and I'm sure all our listeners got a greater insight into who Kelsey McNeil is, what you've done, and you know what you're doing on the good side. Because too many times people look at Hollywood and they say, "Wow, you know." Hollywood is all about money, money, greed, this, that. But you know something? You're actually doing something different because you're using Hollywood to do something good. <laughs> yeah. You know, and again, just just yeah. to touch on this, you know, what I mean by greed and everything in Hollywood has nothing to do. You have a lot of good people in Hollywood that are doing great right. things. But I'm talking about when you put out a movie, when you're doing that type of thing, it's always money driven. You have corporate you know, corporate uh, America, or big corporations that run these studios, whether it be Warner Brothers, whatever it may be, and it's all money-driven because now you're a public company, so you have to show profits to your shareholders. But mm-hmm. what you're doing is actually putting this together because you want to go help to do right. something good. Yeah, we're we're in fact, you know, what's what's kind of a tradition <clears throat> tradition in uh, you know filmmaking is that you know certain key people uh, who are related to a project will will make <clears throat> residuals on a project. You know, so every time that somebody goes, every time that somebody goes and pays to watch it or rent it or whatever, a portion of that payment would go to, you know, select individuals who are, who are, um, you know, part of the production of the project, you know, right. being the producers and the actors and, and such like that. Well, <clears throat> and the director, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but what we're doing um, is we're, we're all, um, you know, we're all gonna we're, we're all turning down those proceeds for ourselves and and putting it back into the kids and helping the kids. Excellent. Um, so so that more money can actually go to helping them. So you're foregoing all the residuals for 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 the, the for all eternity. So yeah. You can keep helping yeah. these kids. I think that's great. I think everyone that's associated with uh, Pure. Uh, is doing something great, and you know, honestly, Kelsey, we're going to be speaking about Pure more and more as things develop. Uh, and yeah, so now, now you have it in my mind. So now I am going to be speaking about it and talking about it, getting the information out there, because I think that people should support this project. Uh, and and when the movie comes out, go see it, pay to go see it. You're doing a great thing. You're helping kids out. You know, this is what I want our listeners to absorb. And we will put the information out there. We will get stuff out on Pure and the organization that you're affiliated with and everything else. Uh, now, Kelsey, uh, before I let you go, because I know you have a meeting. You know, <laughs> I know you have a meeting. Like we, we could, and I know, because your your wife will will flip 
out on me. So I'm going to, you know, kind of uh, let you go at this point because uh, I, I, we can talk all day about all this stuff. And actually what I want to do is bring you on at, at some point in, in the near future when uh, things start moving forward with Pure. So okay. that we can talk about it a little more and get yeah. your wife on and really get into it and do a whole segment around it because you know you have a friend in me and in, and in the UCW radio show and the magazine and uh, we're going to do what we can to help you. Uh, but in the meanwhile, for all the listeners that want to know a little bit more about you, can you tell them uh, what your website is so they can find out? You know, uh, you look at your work and find out more about you. Yeah, my website. My website. Um, it will. I think I have a little bit of work up right now, but I've, I've been in the, I've been rebuilding my site for probably the last year. I don't know, but, you know, sometimes it takes a while. Typical, typical <laughs> photographer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, you know, it's only, it's only partially my issue. I'm been kind of waiting on my, my, my builder to, to put it up, but, you know, um, but I, I probably shouldn't say that because I don't even necessarily, you know, it's so hard to pick. I got to like, you know, 100,000 images to go through, uh, to try to narrow it down to, you know, 60 images to put on a site, and that's been, yeah. that's, been that's been a challenge. I can, um, I can see that being a big challenge. Yeah, it's huge. So, but I'm I'm getting there. But my website will be my name. It's uh, www.kelseymcneil. K E L S E Y. McNeil is M C N E A L. So there's an A instead of the I, um, which is which is a little more common. Uh, dot com. Um, so again, it's not it's not launched yet. Hopefully, it'll be launched here in the next. Well, I'd love to say next couple of weeks, but it's probably going to need another couple of months to be realistic. Okay, well, whenever um, it gets launched, people can go on there. They can see your work, find out more about you. Yeah. You know, uh, and they'll and they'll adhere to you, no doubt about it. You know. So Kelsey, I, I want to thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Um, and again, you know, I want to wish you the best of luck with Pure. Uh, want you and your wife uh, to go and, and knock this one out of the park. Uh, we're there with you in spirit, and we're there with you if we can do anything uh, in the meanwhile to help the project move forward. Right. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're we're all looking forward to this. It's going to be we're, 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 it's going to be a great project. I think, I think it sounds like it's going to be fantastic. And I actually, before before I do cut you cut you off right now, Kelsey, I just need to ask you one question. Now, is this going to be? I'm, I'm assuming this is going to be in theaters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to have a theatrical release. Okay, I'm just. I mean, stupid question, but I have to ask stupid questions sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, it's actually that's the way. I mean, in this day and age, I mean, you can you can you can do a lot of a lot of good movies that are on you know YouTube or just online and or you know, go straight to, to video. Um, and you can actually, you can, you know, you can, you can, you, you can hit a wide audience um, in those avenues too. And there might, you know, there there might be portions of that that will happen. You know, portions of the film might be on YouTube later on, or you know, we might we might uh, use other avenues. But initially, it's going to have a theatrical release. I think it's going to be amazing. I'm sure a lot of stories are going to come out, and we're going to do what we have to do to to make everybody aware of it. Again, Kelsey, you know, great having you on the show, and we look forward to having you back. Awesome. I look forward to coming back too and thank you. It's been a it's been a good time and um I'm happy to, you know, put the word out on some some of the projects that we have going on. So I appreciate that platform. No problem. You got it, Kelsey. Thank you. All right. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you. 
My father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.